0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: All right, let's turn our attention to uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and baseball, which uh, hopefully will be back sooner than later. Megan Montemuro does a heck of a job writing about this team uh, when they're playing, when they're not playing, and uh, she writes for The Athletic, put a piece together the other day that was fascinating. Uh, about what this delay uh, is going to do and what effect it'll have on the Philadelphia Phillies moving forward in in several different aspects. Megan, uh, first of all, how are you and you and your family? Hope you're all doing well.
2: I'm good. And yeah, so far uh, I'm well, my family is well. So yeah, just kind of taking it day by day.
1: It's difficult. I understand. uh, But uh, you know, uh, together, I think we will get through this uh, and, if if baseball comes back, I think baseball, like no other sport, Megan, and I think you know this. Uh, you know, football might be a bigger sport in this country, but it's played once a week. Baseball, through throughout our history, World Wars, nine eleven, in times of tragedy and in, in in times of trouble in this country, it, it's always been baseball that that has lifted our spirits and that has brought people together.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a sport that you know games are being played essentially every day from uh, late March now until through October. So when you have that, I think it does give a different um, vibe and element of you know bringing people together. It, it's kind of offers a daily reprieve when you know you have that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think baseball definitely has the opportunity to be that if. Things uh, progress as obviously anyone around the sport hopes they will. Um, it would be hard to imagine no baseball this year, but there certainly are a lot of obstacles and things that need to happen for, for that to get on track.
1: All right, let, let's start with that before we get to your piece and, and, and the fills moving forward. Do you Can you envision, do you see a scenario <laughs> where maybe they get back to a, some sort of abbreviated spring training again, Uh, maybe in the next six to eight weeks. Uh, Do you see a scenario where we would play games uh, in stadiums with no fans, number one, Megan, and number two, maybe play regular season games, maybe here in Florida at at some of the spring training sites, if some of these northeastern cities that are most affected by COVID-19 haven't gotten the all clear yet? Yeah, I mean, that's something
2: that – you know, MLB and the player union is really going to have to weigh in these coming weeks. I mean, you figure conservatively, they need, you know, at least three weeks of some sort of spring training. Um, and you know, who knows even if that'll be enough, because if there's no set dates until, um, kind of late or out of nowhere, it's going to be hard for pitchers to ramp up well enough. So, you know, you have that issue to deal with. Um, and yeah, you have the issue of okay, you know, if we can't play in cities that are still being affected by this, can we play elsewhere? And then, but you know, part of that is okay, we're we're bringing people from these cities elsewhere. Do we have then to keep all these guys quarantined when they're not at the ballpark? I mean, there are so many ripple effect type of questions that have to be answered, and it, it, I think it's going to be tough logistically if if you're going to move basically teams to spring training sites just in the sense of um like that's still a lot of people you're dealing with um you know it's not like florida um has been free of cases uh so it's going to be interesting I, i think definitely playing without fans is something that would certainly be on the table um but if you're still having a lot of cases around the country. I mean, a lot of these guys went home, so they're not even, you know, all in one place right now. So it, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, they definitely have a lot of hurdles they have to clear.
1: You spent a lot of time earlier this year with Andrew mccutcheon did an excellent mm-hmm. piece on on his recovery and his progress. He is one of the guys that lives here in the area. Uh just a stone's throw away a short drive from his home uh, in Florida, I believe is in Fort Meade. Uh, he's from Fort Meade. I, I don't know where, where exactly the, the his uh, residence is, but he's not far from the, the Philly Spring Training Complex in Clearwater. Are you aware if these guys still have some sort of access, whether how limited it is uh, to get into the facilities and, and, and try to, you know, stay in shape and a guy like McCutcheon continue his reha- his rehab from the injury?
2: yeah so any guy any guys um, on the major league roster still have access to the complex for rehab purposes so mccutcheon can still go there do the work he needs to uh, but there's only a handful that have access to the facility right now and on the and on the minor league side it's basically the same thing guys were pretty much sent home you even, even if they were rehabbing from something um, there were only I think a few circumstances in which guys were allowed to stay down there to keep the, doing the rehab work, um, but for somebody like McCutcheon yeah he he can still go to the uh, complex in Clearwater, uh, get do his work, do his rehab stuff get get seen by you know the physical therapist and whatnot um, so he's he's still able to continue progressing as he normally would have
1: in a strange way and i and and you know I hope no one takes this wrong, but it the the situation and the circumstances in some ways can help the the Phillies overall cause vis-a-vis getting guys that have been hurt back and at the same time as as you wrote in your piece then a guy like Sir Anthony Dominguez who normally I you would think Megan by now would have had maybe a procedure already done and would be ahead of the game as far as eventually his return but not being able to, you know, have elective surgery. Talk to me about the delay and and how, you know, this affects the organization going forward.
2: Yeah, so unfortunately it just turned out to be some really bad timing for the Phillies and Dominguez. Um, He reported on March 9th, which was the day after he pitched a scoreless inning, um, that he was feeling soreness in his arm which was the same you you know he had the ucl injury last year that kept him out since early june uh so the initial evaluations by the doctor philly's doctors uh included that tommy john could be a possibility um but he was preparing to get a second opinion outside of the organization as is usually pretty typical um however you know within a couple days of that march 12th was when you know spring training was canceled the season was postponed and adding another layer for Dominguez um, his home country is the Dominican and they announced that they would be uh, planning to close their borders and so the day he was supposed to have his second opinion on March 19th it coincided with the country implementing their travel restrictions so essentially um, he wasn't able to get that second opinion and they decided you know collectively between him and the team that it was in his best interest to go back home be with his family be safe um so but unfortunately that means he's kind of in limbo right now that it has not been decided whether he needs tommy john surgery let alone if he's going to have it
1: um
2: and nothing's really going to really going to be decided on that front until they're able to get him back to the united states and have him looked at so you know that obviously has some pretty big implications on his career Um, you know, every, you know, this costs weeks or months for him to get looked at. And if he does end up having the surgery, you know, that's going to knock him out for all of the 2021 season too. So, you know, it really was just a rough set of circumstances that, uh, that unfortunately they really didn't have any control over. I
1: I think it's a pretty safe bet knowing what we know that, uh, that he'll probably have the surgery or, or that he will at least be recommended to have the Tommy John surgery. I, I think that's rather clear. I, I think it'd be miraculous if, if he didn't. So the, the circumstances themselves really would take Dominguez out of two full seasons, assuming we play whatever kind of schedule they play in 2020, you're telling me, and it's obvious because of, uh, of the difficulties on both sides in the U.S. and in the, in the Dominican Republic that we may not see him until the 2022 season.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think given the fact that he's having issues with the same type of injury that cost that him most of last year and clearly didn't respond to having months of rehab and rest um, is concerning. And so I think it's fair to say at this point that it would be surprising if he didn't have surgery.
1: How does this delay affect the JT Real Muto contract negotiations going forward and any other unfinished business that could have been taken care of in the last couple of weeks of spring training, if nothing, uh, you know, none of this would have happened.
2: So MLB and the Players association uh, agreed that there is a transaction freeze while the season's paused. And as part of that, that means contract negotiations are prohibited. So, you know, for the Phillies, they can't continue their contract talks with Real Muto and and, and his agents. Um, and, you know, if you're Real Muto, the longer the season gets delayed, you know, the closer you are to getting to free agency and testing the market and seeing, you know, what kind of value you have out there. And so for the Phillies, it's a little, again, a little bit of some bad luck because pretty much the approach had been, okay, once the arbitration case gets settled, you know, we'll, we'll dig in on contract. Uh, extension talks Um, and you know when they broke camp you know at at that point Real Muto and and his camp hadn't implemented any sort of opening day deadline so you you figure they at least had still a couple more weeks potentially to work out a contract extension and now you're very much facing the possibility that Real Muto is going to test free agency and that doesn't mean the Phillies won't resign him still but obviously when you have more teams potentially involved that can change things. So, um, yeah, there's nothing they can really do at this moment. Um, since they can't continue talking, everything's on pause, and it's hard to say or predict kind of <laughs> what the circumstances are going to be, you know, once the season resumes, whatever that might be.
1: So the, the bottom line is that with JT, uh, let's say hypothetically they were to play a 100-game a season, he would be a free agent. If it ended, I don't care if if it's November or early December, whenever it was, he would become a free agent after whatever length of season they would have this calendar year, correct? Right. And even
2: if they don't have a season, um, it sounds like guys that are set to, do, to be free agents will still be free agents. So regardless of what happens, um, you know, come December, he, you know, Will be free free to sign anywhere he wants, assuming um, the Phillies are not able to reach an agreement with him whenever the season resumes.
1: As per all the negotiate, we're talking to Megan Montemuro, The Athletic. As per the negotiations that uh, that MLB had with the Players Association, do we know it, when that moratorium on on contract negotiations would be lifted? Would it be? At the beginning of the season, would it be a beginning of, of the potential spring training period? Uh, the, was it stated at all when that could uh, all change?
2: Uh, it sounds like once the new whatever revamped spring training they end up doing starts up again, everything will be business back to normal. So it sounds like once once this new spring training starts is when they could potentially start renegotiating um for a contract extension what
1: megan what do we know if anything about the state of the red sox uh investigation where does that stay you know where is that staying right now uh where does it where does it move to where does it go where are they with what was just about to be supposedly just about to be announced on several occasions uh, you know, while we were in Clearwater on three different occasions, they said, well, by the end of this week, we'll know, you know, the the MLB was going to let us know, you know, what the results of the Red Sox uh, investigation was. Where does that stand as we speak?
2: Yeah, I had read something from one of my colleagues um, who said that Manfred had, had said that basically the Uh, discussions and conversations between the Players Union and MLB and the negotiations of a lot of important issues with baseball on hiatus. Um, With that taking place and taking up his time that he didn't have a chance yet to write his public briefing for his findings um, in the investigation. So it sounds like whenever he feels that it has been uh, whenever it's written and ready for public consumption, then it'll be released. Um, but I haven't heard any specific date or timing as to when that could happen.
1: And, and the last thing before we let you go, players that that have been suspended for this year, vis-a-vis the manager of the Houston Astros, AJ Hinch, <laughs> uh, people like that uh, that that are under suspension right now. If they don't, if they do not play, if there is no season. The the suspensions will end at the end of the calendar year.
2: Yeah, that's what the league has said. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, that has <laughs> I've seen some uh, angry fans online. I'm yes. um, not happy about that, which I can t- I definitely can understand. Um, but yeah, so you know. Hinch would, in theory, be able to be hired for a job in the offseason and, and managing a new team next year.
1: What does your, your gut tell you? What's your best guess? And I, and I understand, believe yeah. me, that you, you have nothing to base it on. But what is your best guess about when baseball might be back?
2: If I'm if taking the optimistic approach, mm-hmm. I will say late July, but potentially with no fans.
1: So figure, uh, you know, uh, maybe a June spring training and maybe the All-Star, what would have been the All-Star break might be the beginning of the season. And I do think we'll play through October into November.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I think it'll definitely be that. But, yeah, I don't know. As as longer as this goes and, you know, the uh, stay-at-home quarantine stuff gets extended by different governors and mayors, you know, it seems less optimistic uh, as the days go on.
1: Well, let's, hope, let's take the optimistic point of view. And in the meantime, folks can get a subscription to The Athletic. They can read everything that you and, uh, and all your fantastic colleagues write uh, to keep us uh, up to date on everything going on with, our, with the national pastime. Megan, I thank you very much for some time. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you soon.
2: You're welcome, and you too.
1: All right, that's Megan Montemiro, The uh, Athletic. Interesting, the Phils can't even talk to J.T. Realmuto.
0: Okay, picture this.